Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Yay! Guys, gals, it has been a week. It has definitely been a sequence of seven days. On Monday, we found out that our car has a cool convenience feature that we didn't know about. It has one of those key fob things, so it doesn't have an actual key, but it has buttons you push to lock or unlock the car. And if you push the unlock button twice, or uh, if you have the keys in your pocket, in your pants, while you're walking around in the house, not even seeing the car, and it presses against it just so, it will roll down all your windows and roll back your moonroof. And we found that we found this out on Monday. Um, we went out to the car, and all our windows are down, and our moonroof is. Uh, all the way back, and uh, it had rained a lot. Yeah, the car was soaking wet. We called the dealer and was like, what? Is there some kind of glitch, uh, some kind of recall thing we don't know about? I'm like, no, that's, that's a standard feature. That's the vent feature. That That's a convenience feature. And it did not seem very convenient to us. And we spent most of the day Monday trying to dry out the car. We ended up uh, eventually going to my cousin's place. He runs a collision shop. He had a what's called a bake room where they, I guess, bake the car. I'm not sure how that all works because I know how to start a car. I think it's for painting the car. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they're a collision shop. So when they put a new piece on, they have to paint it. They have to match the color as best they can. Yeah. And then they put it in the bake room to uh, set the paint. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a piece of the puzzle I didn't have. You didn't ask, so <laughs> I didn't know you needed that information. <laughs> but the car's dry now, so I mean that, yeah, it is. that they, worked they out. It through, they put it through three cycles. Three cycles on Monday night and three cycles in the morning. So oh, did it they? was six all wow, together. Six, holy cow! And then uh, yeah, so it didn't smell or anything. So we shouldn't have any trouble with mold. Yeah. So that was the start of the week. The week yeah, the week but it was upsetting when the the guy at the at the um, dealer said um well good luck with that no getting our car dry that was that was thank you honda dealer usually they're very helpful actually that was the honda um repair center tech i don't know whatever they do they repair yeah but it was part of the dealership dealership, yeah you know and that that was that was kind of the start of the week and (laughs) the week it had its ups and its downs there was other stuff that was uh Stressing me out and stressing you out and, and getting us down. Yeah, the, the week uh, the week was not our best, but um, I would I would say the highlight was we went to see your grandpa. His grandfather is uh, going to be ninety seven in a couple of months, and he is a Marine veteran of World War Two, a veteran of uh, Tarawa, Saipan, and Tinian. So he was telling us about that, and he's he's got well Tarawa in particular. He's got some pictures of um, some of the places he's been lately where they've asked him and a few other um, veterans to come and talk. There aren't a whole lot of World War II veterans left anymore. So he's, he's been getting around, which is difficult for him now. Uh, but um, he's doing it. Yeah. So I, I would say that was the highlight. Yeah. That, that was nice. Yeah, it was well, nice it was to get to see him and, <clears throat> and talk to him about stuff. Not just that. We talked about other things, too. Yeah. But yeah. 
We also managed this week to get some games on the table, uh, some submissions we had received from designers, and as a result, we're able to announce two new titles. So we're pretty excited about that. The first is called The Lost Provinces. It's a new game from John Gorkowski, who also did play in 1919 for us. This is a traditional-style hex encounter game about conflict in French Indochina, where uh, Thailand in January of 1941 tried to get some of its territory back from uh, France. We've been wanting to work with John again since Plan 1919 came out, so we're really excited for that opportunity. Uh, Compared to Plan 1919, which was the closest thing we've done really to a monster game in that it had a lot of counters, it had a kind of high counter density. This one has a very low counter density, very low footprint, very low rules overhead. Uh, so it's a very quick playing game that uh, is a good introductory game, really, for this kind of gaming. And we should probably see that coming out sometime in the spring, I'm thinking. The other game that we have to announce is an abstract game called Ribbit, and it's by designer Mark Herman. And Mark Herman is a designer that we've wanted to work with for quite some time. He's one of my favorite designers. Uh, he really needs no introduction. I think everyone who is into wargaming knows who Mark Herman is. And uh, we're just really kind of stoked that we're getting this opportunity. Hopefully the first of many. And the game itself is a very good abstract game. It has that thing that good abstracts have where the first time you play it, you're kind of curious about it. And then each time you play it, it reveals new subtleties, new layers. I had the same experience when we got uh, Boom and Zoom on the table, the Thai Bomba game that we're releasing in February. And so we're excited to be doing another abstract game. Uh, we're not sure exactly when we're going to be releasing that one. It'll be sometime this year. We don't have a, a set time frame yet. Part of it is we want to look at how we're going to approach it components-wise. Uh, talking with Mark via email, he's just really friendly and very helpful. He has a lot of knowledge and experience about the industry, and he's happy to to share it and and, uh, gave us some really good advice about a tricky situation we have and uh, we really appreciate that and are really looking forward to working with him on this and hopefully on other projects as as time goes on but like I said it's 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 been a week (laughs) there's there's been trials and tribulations uh, ups and downs I've actually uh, to kind of decompress a bit I've been spending a lot of time playing video games, which I don't do very often. I don't play video games uh, very frequently anymore. And if I do, I'll do it like for an hour or so, and then I'll quit. Um, But I've been playing the original Final Fantasy, but the uh, PlayStation version, uh, for for several hours at a time. This is a game that's kind of been part of the fabric of my life, going back to when I was a kid. I remember hearing about the game and uh, seeing it in the Nintendo Power magazine and being very excited about it and wanting to to, to have it and uh, asking my mother to buy it and begging my mother and my father to buy it. And eventually they relented. It was an expensive game. It was pricier than the other Nintendo games at the time, if I remember correctly. And uh, we bought it. Well, they, they bought it. I didn't, I didn't have money. And... Uh, I eventually got and was able to play it, and, you know, I really enjoyed it, and I got pretty far, too. I got to, if you're not familiar with the game, there are four bad guys, one for each element, and you defeat the four bad guys, and then go to this evil temple, and then beat them all over again and whatnot, and I had beaten the four guys, and was going back to the evil temple, 
the thing about the original Final Fantasy on the NES is that you only had one save file. So if you started a new game, it it would write over the save file. And this isn't, you know, this isn't a short game you play in two hours. I had put 20 or 30 hours into this thing, and I go to start, pick up where I left off, and suddenly uh, my guys aren't at the temple having beat all four guys. There's four completely different guys with um, naughty names because my brother has started playing the game. And I was just I was just livid. I'm very upset. When playing the Final Fantasy game this time, there certainly is a, a legacy of D&D within the game as far as the classes, the ideas of hit points, experience points, and even some of the monsters are, are D&D monsters. I mean, there is a Mind Flayer, which is completely a D&D thing. They have the uh, rock... Rakshasha, hmm. the the tiger people with like the weird hands, mm-hmm. they're in the game. I think why the game, the video game Final Fantasy meant so much to me as a kid is it was kind of my only experience with D&D kind of elements because I had a copy of D&D when I was a kid, but I had no one to play it with. In fact, I never played D&D uh, until 4th edition when I actually ran a campaign Uh and uh, you were in that along with several of our friends. And the campaign ran for a long time. That was yeah. 40 or 50 sessions every, mm-hmm. you know, one session every two weeks. It was set in the Old West, but it was, you know, fantasy, but the Old West. Uh, I remember my characters were um, Sheriff Fear. I don't, mm-hmm. well, she wasn't Sheriff at first, so hang on. She was... Uh, she became Sheriff like the second or third session. Oh, were they both Ranger? No. My one was a ranger. She was a ranger. Yeah. Second one was um, was Jen. She was not a ranger. She has some. Was it a warden? She yeah, she was probably a warden. She, she she was like a ranger, but with magic. Yeah. So, fear became sheriff. And opened up a zoo. Yes, and he had a pet owl bear. Yes. That um. Tom decided, because he wouldn't let me play her once I had the new character. She was only in it a couple of times anyway, but he wouldn't let me play her. So he decides that Fear, every time she sees somebody, has to stick the owlbear in their face. So, Isn't she cute? Oh, she's so sweet. Baby owlbear. <sighs> so, uh, That's not how I would have played it, but hey. But, well, you had a PC, so the character... You already had a PC, so for the other character to, to still be part of the game, you know, back back in the, the home base town, she would have to be an NPC. I'm not known, I guess, for my nuanced NPCs. <laughs> I really just grabbed, like, okay, I, I, know, I know the character likes animals because she insisted on rescuing this baby owlbear, so I'm, I'm going to make it about animals. <laughs> You did give me a dragon. I did give you a... You, kept, yeah, was, you asked me for a dragon, like, starting with the first session, every session you wanted a dragon. And then I eventually get... Did Fury get the dragon, or was it Jen? Which of your characters got the uh, dragon? I think Fear had the dragon, but passed it on to Jen. Okay. And You never wanted to fight with the dragon, I remember that. Are you kidding? I didn't want that dragon hurt. 
That was the same thing with your... Because um, you, you, you would do it. With your weasel. Yeah, I, I don't like my animals getting hurt. You, you had a uh, Lilith Fander weasel. I know. mean, it's a weasel. That's that's too small. Little little gal would get squinched. That reminds me of Jamie's character. He had a wizard <laughs> named Irving. He wanted the character to get turned into a small enough creature that he could fly around with his mage hand. So turn him into a skunk. There was a measure everyone got turned into a skunk. But then he, he said, I'm going to stay at skunk. One thing you get with games like Dungeons and Dragons that you don't necessarily get with more traditional board games is you get a, a sense of, of narrative. Uh, there's sort of a, a, a freeness to it um, in that you're together. All of you are creating a, a story. That's the big thing. Without you, knowing what's going to happen. You're creating it. You're yeah. part of the creation. And that's one reason why... Uh, we are working on an RPG. It's not a, a fantasy RPG necessarily. I mean, it is and it isn't. That's still way on the back burner. We've still got a long ways to go on that. We have a lot of stuff on the back burner. We just announced two new games today. People, people are going to be like, well, you announced like 20 games <laughs> at the end of last year coming out this year. Well, come out this year and next year. Mm-hmm. And our general procedure is when something's ready... It comes out. Yep. And some might come along, like the Lost Provinces or like Ribbit, whereas we can turn it around fairly quickly and get that out. So And it gives us some breathing room for some of the stuff that needs longer development. Well, I think that's it for this time, so we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, this week is going to be a good week. <laughs> Hoping so!